0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDSE. Let's get ready for the Week Seven waiver wire. Next on Fantasy Football Today in Five. Welcome to FFT in Five. I'm Chris Towers, flying solo today, and we're going to talk about the Week Seven waiver wire. We got a lot of injury news to catch up on, but first, let's recap Monday Night Football real quick and. Like there were 37 combined points in this one. If, if you were hoping that this was going to be you know one of the rare high scoring games in Week Six, unfortunately that was not the case. 37 combined points between the Chargers and Cowboys, which officially means that this was the lowest scoring week in the NFL since Week Eight of the 2007 season. Just to give you a uh, some context on how long ago that was, I was a freshman in college, so quite a while, but more importantly, Mike Vrabel, current Tennessee Titans head coach won the AFC defensive player of the month or week in week eight of the 2007 season. That's how long ago we're talking about here. It was a, a weirdly bad week for offense. I don't think it's a trend moving forward, but in week seven, given all the guys on buys and all the injuries that we're dealing with, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had another low scoring week, but at least Keenan Allen and CD lamb were awesome on Monday night. Uh Tony Pollard had a very good game. It was notable that, you know, he had a 60-yard catch where he broke a tackle and had a lot of green space in front of him and got caught from behind and it was one of those ones where I noticed a lot of people on Twitter saying he probably would have scored last week last season. And it's hard to argue with it. He hasn't looked quite as explosive, you know, coming back from ankle surgery put on some weight to be able to deal with being a lead back. Maybe he's had to trade some of that explosiveness, but the big plays just haven't been there this season. It's a fair point when talking about Tony Pollard, but I still think he's one of the five or six best running backs in fantasy moving forward. Other than that, you know, Austin Eckler was pretty mad, 10.2 p- points in a PPR league, but I will say like he gets a, p- a pass for his first game back from an ankle injury. And when you're, you get a pass game is 10.2 PPR points you're a pretty good player. Josh Palmer had multiple catches called back for for penalties, including what could have been a touchdown. And Justin Herbert weirdly didn't look great in this one. He's been very, very good this season, especially on the intermediate and deep balls, but he missed at least two that could have been, you know, at least 40-yard gains, if not touchdowns for Keenan Allen, who, again, had a very good game despite that, so... Not too worried about Keenan Allen, but just disappointing from Justin Herbert. Left a lot of points on the field in this one. And let's move on to some of the injuries that you need to know about. This is going to tie into our waiver wire discussion, so we'll just go alongside that. But Justin Fields is doubtful for week seven with a sprained thumb. He dislocated it on Sunday. Tyson Badgent, undrafted rookie, is going to get the start. Fun fact, Tyson Badgett. Went to a college, played college football at Shepard University. Their football team does not have a Wikipedia page. So that tells you uh, the Division II status of Shepard University. Look, Tyson Badgen, there, there were some fun things in the preseason. There were some fun things on Sunday, but he turned the ball over twice in basically a half of football. So I think expectations for this Bears offense should be lowered across the board without Justin Fields, even acknowledging that Justin Fields has his own limitations. Uh, David Montgomery seems likely to miss week seven with a rib cartilage issue. It might be longer than that. He hasn't been ruled out yet. He hasn't been ruled doubtful even, but it does sound like he's going to miss it. Uh, Dan Campbell did say Jameer Gibbs is trending in the right direction in his recovery from a hamstring injury. He's missed the past two games with that. Hopefully he'll be back. If not, Craig Reynolds is going to get an opportunity. And I think he might be a top 25 running back this week, partially because of all the injuries and buys, but still. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not practice on Monday, and he's in question for Thursday against the Saints. Again, doesn't sound like a long-term injury, but that short turnaround to Thursday Night Football just makes it really difficult. So we could see C.J. Beathard out there for the Jaguars. That's a downgrade for everyone on offense, although Travis Etienne could just see a ton of volume. And maybe Tank Bigsby sees a couple of extra opportunities as well. This is a big one. Karen Williams is likely to miss at least this week with an ankle injury. Again, not a long-term issue, but probably this week. And Ronnie Rivers is going to miss longer than that. He's been the backup for the Rams since they traded Cam Akers. So rookie Zach Evans seems likely to be the lead back. He's a, a talented player who never really served as a, a lead back in college, but showed some interesting things. 208 pounds, ran a four five six forty. So he's got decent size, decent athleticism, and was productive in college albeit never as a lead back necessarily. So could be someone who has a big role in week uh, seven, but you know, we could also see Royce Freeman mixing in there. He's on the practice squad for the Rams, So going to keep a close eye on reports out of Rams practice this week. Uh, Anthony Richardson will likely have season ending shoulder surgery. That's frustrating, but seems like the writing was on the wall over the last week or so with that injury. Debo Samuel is day to day with the shoulder injury he suffered yesterday. Ryan Tanno has an, a high ankle sprain that's not going to matter for week six down, or week seven on they're on a bye, but could miss time in week eight and beyond. Had a similar injury last season, had offseason uh surgery to repair it, but didn't take, I guess. So, or he had a setback. Um, so yeah, we could see Malik Willis start in week eight. He'd be an interesting streamer. We could see Will Levis get an opportunity if they decide to, you know, use the bye week to get him up to speed. So that's one to keep an eye on for your two quarterback leagues. And then the other big news, Christian McCaffrey. Dealing with that oblique injury that he suffered on Sunday, we we don't know what, uh, what the status is. He had an MRI on Monday, but we don't know the results yet. A lot of questions about what this 49ers running back group is going to be. The 49ers, their offense is great. Their running backs are always productive no matter who's out there. They've had 12 different uh, players since Kyle Shanahan took over with at least a 75-yard game on the ground. So no matter who they've put back there has had productive games. I'm going to say at this point, I would guess Elijah Mitchell is likelier to be the lead back. He wasn't uh, yesterday or on Sunday, but as there was a quote from Kyle Shanahan where he said, uh, Elijah came back and practiced late last week. So he really got one true day of practice. And that's why Jordan Mason got the first nod once Christian came out, but we've got two really good players there. That says to me that if Elijah Mitchell had been healthy, he probably would have been the lead back. And if he gets through this week in practice without suffering an injury, he should be the lead back. But Jordan Mason's going to have a role, could play passing down. So I think it's kind of a mess. Those are two high-end waiver wire priority ads this week. Both could be top 25 running backs for week seven. Also looking at Zach Evans, as I mentioned earlier, and then Jamie Eisenberg has number four and five waiver wire priorities. You can check the full episode of fantasy football today on Tuesday morning for more, but He's got Sam Howell, QB for the Commanders. I've got him as a top 10 quarterback for week seven. And Josh Downs, who has just been getting a lot more volume since uh, Gardner Minshew took over for the Colts. So that's one to keep in mind as a PPR option. And that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in five. We had a lot to get to. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today on Tuesday for even more injury and waiver wire talk. We'll see you then.